Blaine and Mickey 1045, the zone hanging out with well, when you hear that music, it only means one thing on this station. It means Dave McGinnis is here, courtesy of our friends at Farm Bureau. Let the experts at Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it when you need great health care coverage at a price you can afford. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Coach Mack has been protecting us from non-football knowledge for several years now. Coach, how in the world are you doing on this gorgeous day? Mickey, I'm doing great. Great to see you and Blaine. Uh, doing good. We're counting down the days for the draft, guys. I know everybody wants it to be here, but we still got a few more days of uh, a lot of talk, and then we'll see where it all ends up. Got nine, nine days, less than 10. And I was going to ask you this, Coach. You've been in a lot of war rooms for over three decades. What were things like nine days out? Like, oh. where were you with the process at, at say, nine, ten days out? What? Where was the process at that point? Well, you've pretty much got the process, you know, done by now. You've got your three boards up. You've got your front board, your back board, and then your bullpen. You've got those things done. And then, and then what you do now is that this is a time for – there are a lot of phone calls going on right now. Ooh. But you don't have everybody on the phone. What you do, right. you have designated people calling designated people because especially where the Titans are sitting at 22, there is a lot that can happen you know, b- b- before their pick. And there's a lot that can happen with teams that are behind them or even in front of them moving up to different picks. And so that will change the, the landscape of what goes on. But, you know, you kind of try to get an idea of, of, of what's going on around. And as I said, you don't need everybody on the phone. You need to have designated people that have designated duties and also have an idea of what they are talking about and are talking to people commensurate, you know, on the, on the other end of the line. Now what you're doing, you're, you're going through, people think that when uh, clubs have mock drafts that they just start going down, you know, one through 32 saying, all right, he's taking here, he's taking, well, you know, you do that, you do that if you're in the top part of it, because you can, you can uh, delineate a little bit of who will be taken. But if you're in the bottom part of it, what you're starting to do now is to put pods of people up if certain scenarios happen. And so that's where you start to utilize not only your vertical board, but your horizontal board. And again, you're doing all of these things, you know, just with some knowledge of what might happen. None of this is set in stone, but you have to go through some of these exercises so that when you are on the clock or even, you know, three, three picks before you're on the clock and you can see how things are starting to fall, how you can gather that horizontal board, get those names up on the board. And then you have a pretty good idea then of at least the discussions you will have until you're on the clock for real. Man, exciting stuff. I, I love it. And it's nine days away. Coach Mack joins us to talk about the draft and more again, brought to you by our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Man, I get pumped up hearing Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack, man. I, I think – the draft gets me as pumped up as running out the tunnel, man. I, I get chill bumps. I get, you know, my hair gets to rising up because you just don't know what actually could happen. So I'm going to ask you, Coach, where the Titans are today at 22, regardless of what happens, what is their mindset? And do they take the best available player based off the signings this offseason? Or do they take the need best player? at that position that they think they need? What is well, the, the relevant question? And I'm going to answer it like this. They need some help at several places. The only place I don't think they need any help right now, as far as it is at quarterback and running back. All right. 
and then anything else they're open to because what they did, Blaine, what they have done, you know, what Mike Vrabel and John Robinson and Amy Adams Strunk that blessed mm -hmm. all of it, what they did during this, this offseason, they filled some must. Mm -hmm. They had some must. There's a difference between a must and a need. I mean, there's kind of three categories. There's must, there's needs, and there's wants. And so they, they filled the must because we all, you know, believed, and they did too, that they had to do something with their defensive front. You know, they had to get that, they had to get that solidified now. Because of the truncated salary cap this year, they had to make some really difficult choices in releasing some players that were beneficial to what they did last year, but because of the money that it was going to entail to take care of some of those must, then, then they put them, they, they were able to sign some veteran players at receiver, at cornerback, that take it out of the must category, but they still need. They still need depth at that receiver position. They still need depth. And when I talk about depth, I'm not just talking about guys that are going to fill a slot. I'm talking about guys that can play. They need, they need depth there. And so in the draft, that's what you're going to be able to get. Now you start looking at your draft board and you see, you see, you know, th th their receivers in this draft that I, that in my humble opinion, you know, through the fourth and the fifth round, will be able to play this year. I mean, that's just my opinion looking through that and the defensive back, uh, category is much the same. All right. Because just because of what's trending in now in collegiate football, but that, that's where your numbers are. But at the same time, I mean, you still need some help. You know, you still need some help in other places. You still need some help. I know, I know Daquan just signed a one-year deal. We're seeing a lot of preponderance of one-year deals this year by veterans because of the salary cap situation. But to me, other than quarterback and running back, I think they've got needs at several places. Mm. Not, I guess, not ranking them, but give us the top three positions, not in any order that you would say would be more of need than others. Well, I would think, you know, uh, uh, wide receiver in, mm -hmm. the, in the secondary, and they still need they still need some more help uh, on the defensive front. And here's here's the other thing. The offensive line was really good last year, even with going three deep into the tackle position, but they still need to be able to fill in some younger players at the offensive line, because when you're dressing, when you're dressing seven of those guys on game day, on your active mm -hmm. roster, you've got to have some guys that can be able to be, can multiple flip from inside to outside. And so when you're looking at it, I mean, I, but to be wide receiver, cornerback, and then they will, I think they will still, they will still address, in my humble opinion, I'm not in their draft room. I don't ask them, mm -hmm. but they will still address the, the, the edge part of this 3-4 defense. No doubt about it. We're on with Coach Mack giving us a Mack attack. One more question in yeah. regard of how this team is built. This team is built behind the king and Tannehill's deep ball and accuracy. So, Will an offensive lineman, which you guys are doing uh, Wednesday, you and Rhett on yes. uh, Titan Talk. So are you? would you be surprised if they took an offensive lineman, interior or, or, or the tackle, with their first pick at 22? Because they may get one of the best at the position, top three maybe. I don't know. Yeah, the interior, the interior would surprise me. A tackle would not. Mm -hmm. You know, the interior would, would, would surprise me because the interior of this offensive line is not as deep as the tackles are. Gotcha. You know, I, I will say that. Yes. All right. We're on with Coach Mack. giving us a Mac attack. If they do go at an interior guy later on, because they've got, what, four picks in the first hundred, let's say they go interior, maybe guard. 
we think about Trey Smith from Tennessee, I mean, I love Trey Smith. I love it, Trey Smith. You yeah. know, and, and, and I mean, everybody knows it's all common knowledge, you know, especially here. And, and everybody knows about, you know, his blood clot issues. But when you when you take that out of the evaluation process, what you can't do, but we're doing it right here right now. You ask me what I think of him. I think he's an immediate starter at offensive guard in this league, you know, because this guy is a big man that's got a real solid base. He's got great balance. He's got power. He's got speed. Uh, the thing that I like about him too, he's a very aware player. And uh, if you move him inside to guard and, and with a, with a little, uh, nuanced of what's going to go on with the scheme that he's in. I really like Trey Smith. I like two players off of that Tennessee team, you know, and, and I've been asked because I do, you know, I do quite a bit of these shows. I, uh, the, the two players I like off of that Tennessee team, and we all know they had a rough year last year for a yeah. lot of things, a lot of things that went on. I like Trey Smith. I like Josh Palmer. I like that player just as a football player. And that's what I think Trey Smith is. Coach Mack joining us again. Rep Brian, Coach Mack, every Wednesday leading up to the draft, 7 to 8 o'clock, it's a draft talk, Mack talk. They're doing a couple positions each week. As Blaine said, offensive line and defensive line this week, right? Coach, you're doing all yes, the sir. big, doing the big guys. We have to make a pick for the zone every year who we think the Titans will take with their first pick. I pick Christian Barmore. Um, he seems like a versatile guy. He's huge. He's like 6'4", 6'5". He's over 300 pounds. He had eight sacks last year. Coach, not only can he help you with the run game, he seems like a guy who can also help you get to the quarterback. I really like that. Also, John Robinson never seems to pick what I think, so I thought opposite this year. I went D-line, Christian Barmore. What do you think about it? Yeah, give us a, give us your rating, because I'm going to give you my pick, too, so you can tell us how, how horrible a picker we are. <laughs> I, I'm a, my, yeah, my guy probably wouldn't even be there. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, I would never tell either of you you're horrible. <laughs> thank you thank you I, I would never say that because that's not true uh mickey you took the best interior defensive lineman in the draft so congratulations well, watch uh, out john robinson yeah he's absolutely he is oh, he'll absolutely, be there at 22 he is no i'm just saying he's the absolute best you know at, right. in the draft i didn't say he'd be there mickey <laughs> said he would be there you yes know? yeah <laughs> in my I, dream world he, yeah, he is the absolute best defensive lineman in their draft. And there's a separation. There's not quite as big a separation. Let me just say this, and this is my opinion again. There's not quite as big a separation as there is in the tight end between Kyle Pitts and everybody else. Everybody. But between Barmore and everybody else, there is a gap. Oh, wow. So you picked, a good, you picked a good player. If he's there at 22, <laughs> God bless you, Mickey. <laughs> Coach Mack, breaking it down with us here, the Mack attack on Blaine and Mickey. Well, just just tell me how much of a ding dong I am. I said I can't even pronounce his name. Aziz Azalori, is that right? Pronounced it perfectly. Oh, okay. I got lucky. I finally figured it out. It took me like two months. Okay. Now you pronounced it perfectly. He's a good player. I, I I like him as a player. This guy, this guy is not. He's not extremely tall, but he plays with length. And what I mean by that, he's got a, he's got a nice arm reach. He's got a nice long arm move. Uh, he's got some bend to him there on the outside, not an elite bend. This this edge rush group, guys, you don't have a Chase Young in this group. You know, you don't you don't have that elite elite guy that that is the is the oh my gosh, this is the this guy is going to be a top five, you know, forever. But you've got some good players. Aziz Ojalari falls into that category. And with a three-four defense, I think he would be ideal for it. He absolutely would. And I like he he he's an effort, effort player. 
And that to me is extremely, extremely important. He's an effort player because when you're playing out there on the edge, I mean, that is a grind, you know, doing that. And sometimes what you see, and you see it in the National Football League now, you need bodies out there because it becomes very taxing. And you can see people start to decline as the game goes on, you know, going up against these, these offensive linemen that are more athletic than anybody they've ever gone against on a consistent basis. It wears you down. I like Aziz Ojolari as a player. I really do. Mm. Well, I have to ask you, uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, great players going to be coming out, but they're going to get no OTAs, OTAs. I mean, you know, what, what, what what's going to happen? What direction is the National Football League and these voluntary, not voluntary, mandatory, where is it going, you think? Well, it's voluntary for the veterans. I mean, it is. It's is negotiating the CBA. It, it's, not, it's not the rookies. They're not in the CBA yet. You know, right. they're not, you know, it doesn't, that does not apply to them. Yeah. Right. You know, that, 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 there, there is the difference, but, but the veterans, I mean, they are, I mean, it is voluntary. I mean, I was still coaching, you know, when phase one, phase two and phase three came in and we absolutely, you know, honored that because it, you know, it's important. It was, it was negotiated into this CBA and it was negotiated in the last one. So they're, they're fully within their rights, but we've got to remember this guys. We just had a, an entire season. Mm-hmm you know, where everybody had to adjust to a virtual off season and then a, a, a really truncated training camp. And then the Tennessee Titans, our favorite team right here, our team right here went 16 days between ever practicing on the field and had three walkthroughs and then played a game against a, a playoff team, the Buffalo Bills and beat them. Okay. So, there's a lot that you can still do. And, and it all falls upon the organizational ability uh, of, the, of the coaching staff and the buy-in from the team. And clearly this locker room buys into what Mike Vrabel is doing because he has proven that. And he's proven that, you know, before they even had anything voluntary. His, his uh, practice and load management with his players, if you're at practice and you watch and see you know, what he does uh, varies with the veterans and, and how much rest they need and what they need and how much they, cause he played, he knows, he knows what the, what the load is. So there, to me, there is no problem with that, especially with this football team, which I've witnessed last year. They did a, they, he, he does a marvelous job at it, but it takes work to organize it and to get the players to buy in. And they do here. Well, you got some smart players and some guys are coachable and who, you know, and the coaches do a great job of implementing it. And I think that's helped them out a lot. But every team isn't the same as we all no, know. Absolutely. Every team is not the same. Mm-hmm. And then that's and that's why it's it's extremely important to understand. But overall, big picture, when you look at it, I mean, the voluntary part of it really should not be in air quotes because it is voluntary. It's mm-hmm. it, 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 and it was bargained. It was collectively bargained. Well, from a player's point of view, at least during my, during my time, voluntary was not voluntary in our eyes. We thought, uh-oh, that means mandatory. But well, that, <laughs> that's a perception by the player. No well, question. Well, see, you guys, you guys were still close enough, though, to the two-a-days world. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and, and those, those of us that, that were close enough to the two-a-days with full pads world, like I was when I yeah. came into it, I mean, it was just, it, it's, it's a transition. It's an evolution. Mm. But now, I mean, guys, we've had a whole – season that we played every game that we got in even though we had to move some games and as i said the tennessee titans were a beautiful example of that i'm going to say it again 16 days 
They yeah, went with three walkthrough practices and beat a really good yeah. football team. Yeah, they beat the Bills. I always do this, Coach Mack. That way we always across the board with all the position groups. I know you guys are doing O-line and D-line. Give us any player in the first round, O-lineman and D-lineman, that you think will be available at 22. Well, defensive line, there'll be there'll be a lot of now them. name one that they're you think it'll be available <laughs> that the Titans may take. Onwaz Zariki, Davion Nixon. Okay, those two guys on the defensive front will be will be available in the in the in the in the first in, in the first round. <laughs> offensive offensive lineman wise, uh, Tevin Jenkins will be there. The yeah. kid from Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I mean, look, guys, and as I said, there are offensive tackles in this draft. There are, you know, there, and uh, it, it sometimes it amuses me when people say, well, you know, this is not a very good draft. Well, let me tell you when it's a, let me tell you when it's not a very good draft, when you don't know what you're looking at and when you don't know what you're drafting. <laughs> it's a good draft if you pick the right player, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Always. How, how good is that? That the guy from USC, I don't forgot his name, that plays tackle one year and he played guard the next. Looks like he, Vera, Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah. Well, how good is he? Good. He first round or second round talent? He's legit. Well, I mean, here's here's how he's first round. Somebody picks him in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got talent. All right, one more on the way out. The folk hero from the Senior Bowl, Quinn Miners, who was the senior from Wisconsin Whitewater, that had his belly out every day. Oh yeah, the Senior that's Bowl. That's all. That's all kind of in the rearview mirror now. People may have forgotten about him. What's what's going to happen with that guy? I mean, second day guy, or does he last until the third? I, I, day? No, no, no. I think I think he'll I think he'll be at the end of the second day, maybe top of the third day. The, the guy's got skills. Yeah. He's got he's got legitimate he's got legitimate skills. I mean, I know it was a novelty there when he had the cutoff shirt. He didn't quite look like you're supposed to look in a cutoff shirt. <laughs> but uh, the guy the guy can play. He's got some ability to play in, interiorly. Coach Mack always looks right in a cutoff shirt as long as it's black. The man in black. <laughs> Coach, thank you, man. Great stuff. And uh, Wednesday night, 7 to 8, you and Rhett, offensive line and defensive line. It's must-listen stuff. People got to listen. Guys, love being on with you. Thanks. We'll see you.